0: Welcome to podcast number three here of Wild Chat Sports. This is my boy, Liam Alden. Let's get it. Welcome, Liam. Thank you. So, Liam, tell us a little bit about your favorite sports teams.
1: All right, so I'd say my favorite sports teams the the Boston Celtics, and I've been following for a while. I follow the NBA a lot. You know, League Fits. Shout out League Fitz. Shout out to Slam. Sweet. Um, favorite player? Nikola Jokic. Okay. I drafted him my fantasy team like three years ago. Jokic is nice. He's been a beast since. I'm
0: he's an like... MVP candidate yeah. earlier this year. Yeah,
1: Or, you know, Devin Booker. Booker. Booker's nice.
0: Older. Booker's good. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Celtics. They're going to be a hot topic today in this mm-hmm. episode. We're going to talk a little bit about NBA draft recap, but a lot of stuff happening in free agency as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's kick into it. I mean, since you mentioned Celtics, I guess we could kick off with Kyrie Irving, Oof. who's seems to be cutting off the Celtics and Danny Ainge. As apparently sources say, they haven't been really on the same same side of things as Kyrie Irving hasn't contacted Ainge, and they can't seem to uh, reach, reach Kyrie. So it, it seems like... Some of the teams that are in the position to sign Kyrie, we've heard the Nets, we've heard the Knicks, we've heard the Lakers. Yep. So, out of those teams, you know, I, I think right now, like the Nets seem to be the front runner. Um, but apparently the Nets seem to be backing out now. So a lot of stuff happening here. But if you had to pick a team that you could see Kyrie playing with, who, who do you think we see him playing with next year? Ooh,
1: that's a tough one. Uh, to start. I know the reports say he hasn't been talking and I wanna believe that's not true, but yes. I think it's I think it it is true. I don't think he's having contact with any teams. He's kinda, you know, focusing on himself and his whole uh, I am um, type of deal. Yeah. But uh, what team do I see him on next year? You no, know, that's that's tough to say. I, I, I did see him on Brooklyn. Mm. But then the report came out that they wanted eight uh, KD with him, and then they were getting cold feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could see him going to the Lakers, even though I don't think he will. But I could see it. He'd get a lot of hate. But right now, I I can't specifically pinpoint a team I could see him on next year. But more, I'd say I'd pick Brooklyn as the front runner. Yeah. As that's where he's from. That's where he's taking videos of himself yeah, from. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff, all the reports on that, and that's where so that's that's what I think.
0: You think the Celtics should re-sign Irving if you know that is the case about, you know assuming the Nets do want to back off from Kyrie. Like do you think if you're Danny Ainge, are you signing Kyrie to a max deal or where what are your thoughts on Kyrie back in green next year?
1: the only way i see him back in green is if they they have a meeting and danny says here's a max deal i'm only giving it to you if you're going to uh, play your hardest you're going to love this city right yeah and you're going to you know bring us a championship and if he agrees to all that stuff agrees to the players he enjoys their he, he has good contact with the players and the team and he's he's all for it then i'm totally for it but if he's you know not talking to them right, yeah. i don't feel like we should offer him anything if he's not talking to us just yeah. let him walk and I'll see where he goes next.
0: Yeah, it seemed like all last year Kyrie was one foot in, one foot out with the Celtics. You know, it didn't seem like he was fully committed to the team. And GMs around the league, it seems like, kind of saw that in his play last year. And, sure. you know, what seemed to be like he was going to be, you know, the top free agent in the market. And he was, I'm sure, in his head, like, just trying to get through this what seemed to be a nightmare of a Celtics season for him and just try to get through it and hit the open market and you know hit the bank in free agency and might kind of hurt him last you know just based off of last season that his play might kind of hurt him you know Yeah, but, I
1: saw well his downfall started when the Celtics started winning without him. Right. Those reports came out. I'm not totally sure on that the accuracy of that if they're a better team without him I don't believe they are. But It was, when they were winning, like, against the Pacers, that sweep, everything seemed to go fine. They were high-fiving each other. Right. But it's when they were losing. That's, like, when the real leader, you know, shows up. Right, right, right. And he just, there was no presence of a leader there that that I could see. He was just looking down, sitting, not even close, or sitting with the players, but not talking to them. Right. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, because the whole Kevin Durant injury sort of affected Kyrie, too, because... Reports also came out saying why the Nets are no longer interested in pursuing for Kyrie is because they saw, you know, if they were able to pair Kyrie and KD, they're all for it. You know, we saw how good Kyrie was obviously back in Cleveland with another star and LeBron James, but, you know, there are questions if he can lead a team, and he certainly didn't wasn't efficient in doing that or meet the standards that the Celtics hoped to have last season, so... You know, maybe the Nets don't want to risk, you know, trading a guy or losing a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who you know the team works well with. You know, the Nets were a sixth seed this year; they're still young, so they know they have a good future. But you know, they don't want to risk paying a guy like Kyrie Irving, and as there's questions about his leadership, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, the next point I wanted to bring up was, um, so yeah, we'll go back to the Nets thing. I'd say if the Nets could get D'Lo at a a, a less price than Kyrie, yeah. like not a max, I'd say they stick with him. Yeah, especially without KD, um, they sh- they prove that they they can make the playoffs. All they need is I know they have room for maybe one or two max. Right. If they get one more player, like uh, I don't know, like a, they need at least one more star, and I feel like they could take it to the gotcha. next level with yeah with uh with D'Lo at the at the at the helm.
0: Yeah, D'Lo was since his rookie year with the Lakers, you can definitely tell when he got traded to the Nets, it was just a better fit for him all around. And he's really sort of sparked up and taken over uh, the team, as you said, for the, for Brooklyn. But what about KD? Like, where are you, what do you think, where do you think he ends up next year? I mean, the really free agency really kind of re- revolves around him and what he does. You know, teams like the Clippers have been interested in the Nets, but if, you know, since the injury, you know, now the Nets, a possible pairing of Kyrie and KD, you know, maybe they don't get either or because of this Kevin Durant injury, so...
1: Yeah, so what I think will happen, I think the Warriors, as they said, they're going to offer him, you know, him and Clay both maxes. I think KD could accept the max and then demand a trade right. without playing because of how the uh, the doctors, you know, treated him and they treated his Achilles injury in the playoffs and how that was kind of unfair. Yeah. Um, but... So I think he will sign with Golden State, but I don't think he'll play uh, for them after this year. I think he just wants, you know, they owe him some money, so he'll take the money, and then he'll get traded at team probably, I'm going to say the Knicks, you know, yeah. just because of the market. Him and RJ could play well together. They get another uh, point guard like Kyrie, like you said. Yeah. So I think, I know, I think he stays this year. He stays in Golden State. It kind of keeps, uh, it's not like there won't be a ton of talk about him. because he's injured but I think he will sign that max in Golden State
0: yeah I mean it's it's interesting because I actually thought the Warriors were going to be able to re-sign KD before the injury but then um after after KD went down you know there were some questions and trust sort of within the locker room and the doctors for the Golden State Warriors and now, like, that's been another discussion in the NBA is, like, what players want to hear versus what they need to hear. And I think for Kevin Durant, he wanted to play after seeing, you know, Clay Thompson, you know, playing. You know, he had an injury issue, and Kevon Looney, you know, they were both out there despite, you know, injury concerns. So he felt like he was letting the team down, and fortunately he, it costed him. But.
1: Yeah, I think that's similar to the Kawhi and Spurs uh, kind of dispute yeah. Uh, Kyrie I mean, uh Kawhi, the doctors they said he was ready, but he himself didn't feel ready. Right, right, I feel right. like that's kinda of similar to the KD. Maybe KD didn't think he was ready, but since the doctors told him, maybe he was like, Alright, I'll give it a go. So I think it's it should be more based on how you feel like individually. I think Kawhi did the right thing and look where he ended up in the championship. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of trust issues I think going on in Golden State.
0: Yeah, and you know, speaking of Kawhi, you know, he's another big name free agent on the market this year and you know he obviously just led the toronto raptors to their first nba title in franchise history um and they're able to pay him some big money you know as they can offer him the supermax but you know there's been ties with him in la you know after um you know he just bought a house you know recently in la in southern california and um you know even i mean he's always been tied to LA even since last year, you know, with the trade rumors back in San Antonio. Um, but then there's also teams popping up like the 76ers and the Knicks are back in there and, uh, even the nets a little bit. So, I mean, I mean, I think his uncle lives in, uh, Philly. So that's why, uh, that's why he's getting tied to the Sixers. And, you know, that could be a big, big swing of things in the Eastern conference if he does that. So where do you think he should, uh, he should end up. So I heard a report as well that he bought an apartment in uh, Toronto, but that was during the
1: playoffs. Mm. Um, so I think he should kind of sit and wait it out, see where other players go. But I, I do think he will end up staying in Toronto. You know, run the run the East for the next couple of years. Yeah, they have you know people like OG on a new boy or whatever's yeah. whatever his name is who was out for the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was he con- contributed huge during the season. I forgot about him. And yeah, because uh, yeah, he went down to a. I think he had an appendicitis, and he was oh. out for the entire playoffs like right before, so Jeez. that was a big hit to their team, and then guys like Pascal Siakam, you know, most improved player, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. I think they just have a good, you know, young core, and that works really well with Kyrie. I mean, ugh, Kawhi, yeah. he's the uh, the star there, he he makes the shots, and I think I think he'll stay.
0: Yeah, he hit some big-time shots. I think, I agree, I think he'll stay in Toronto too. Um, you know, I, I think the ties to L.A. are very, like, intriguing. You know, it is a big market, and you know, he—it's about like he gets his own team again in LA, but it just doesn't make as much sense to me. You know, he already knows what he's got in Toronto, and he's got a good, good team there, and he's got the support um, from them, and he's got guys like Kyle Lowry and Marcus Saul who's been uh, very underrated for them as well. And if he goes to the Clippers, it's sort of like they're going to have to not rebuild, but they're sort of going to have to tweak the team a little bit in order to focus on, you know, Kawhi Leonard, you know, being the guy for them, you know, maybe make a few trades, you know, I don't think they're going to be a title contender right when he joins the Clippers, so.
1: Yeah, they do have a good young core of uh, Shea, uh, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander and uh, Landry Shamet, I believe, is on that team, So and, uh, you know, always Lou Williams is always just great players. Um, yeah, Lou so Williams. So, he does have a good option there, but... I think the treatment he gets in Toronto, you know, with Drake, how all these restaurants are offering him free food if he stays and a free apartment, all this type of stuff. I think
0: when it comes down to
1: it, he'll he'll
0: take the books yeah. and
1: he'll take the uh, kind of like... not He's not like treated as like a celebrity, but almost as right. a king.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk a lot about that on ESPN, like how Kwai is really like the guy in Canada right now, like all the attention is around him. Um, what about the Lakers? Like, do you think Kwai should join... LeBron and Anthony Davis newly acquired Anthony Davis I mean I mean Kawhi actually talked about like he wanted to actually face against LeBron so that's why he's more interested in the Clippers you know sort of like challenging and proving people that he's better than LeBron but I mean what do you think like where do you think he should go with it yeah I don't see him joining the Lakers I think him and LeBron are both superstars
1: and AD I just don't see them fitting, you know, working well together. Because Kawhi's... He's more of a quiet guy. Yeah. more um, he leads with his game more than his, you know, talking. Um, yeah. So I, I can't see them playing together, but I do think Kawhi's the type of guy who wants to face any challenge. And, you know, playing against LeBron, playing against KD, he doesn't really matter who it is. He just wants to, you know, show... Give it give it his all and show, show what he has.
0: Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I think with the Lakers... Yeah, like you said, like, he is definitely more, you know, reserved, and LA is just such a big market, and there's always so much drama going around there, so I don't know. I mean, I think if he goes there, like, automatically the Lakers have to be, like, favorites to win the finals. I mean, they already are after getting Anthony Davis and pairing him up with LeBron, and that was another big headline, you know, this week, how, you know, the Lakers really changed over their team. I mean, they trade away, um, you know, young stars like you know, Lonzo Ball, um, Brandon Ingram, you know, the Lakers have been really high on him, and then Josh Hart, uh, they trade him away, one of the more underrated two guards in the league, Um, and then a bunch of draft picks as well, and then, you know, it's been a crazy offseason for the Lakers. They've also uh, lost Magic Johnson as he stepped down from uh, president of operations, so yeah, I mean, Lakers seem to be having these high expectations ever since they signed LeBron, and they've always had those high expectations, you know, when you know, you're know you one of the most well-known teams in all of sports, you know, you, they always try to keep it at that level, but we'll see what they do uh, the rest of this free agency. But
1: Yeah, I got a question for you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, who is the one player you see signing with the Lakers to complement either as a point guard or a shooting guard?
0: Point guard or shooting guard?
1: Well, that's pretty much what they lack. I mean, they yeah, they signed I mean, Rondo. Uh, they have Contavious Caldwell Pope, but can you really win with Rondo and Pope as your one and two?
0: No, I mean you really can't. I mean, I know there's been some ties with Kemba Walker, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. And then they talked about trading for uh, D'Angelo Russell, but I'm I'm not even sure if they need like those kind of guys to like like. Someone, uh, someone was saying it on uh, Undisputed today. I think it was maybe Shannon Sharp or someone. But you know, sometimes they say some crazy things on there. But I think what one of the key points that they brought up is, I th- they thought the Lakers don't even need like a third star. Like they already have two of the best players in the league. You know, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Um, that's a deadly duo right there. So, so they were just saying surround LeBron with veterans, experienced players that know how to play a game and maybe possibly go for a title that way. You know, just a bunch of uh, just experienced role players like Trevor Ariza, maybe JJ Redick in there. Um, I mean, there's some other good role players. I mean, uh, not not as experienced, but like Terrence Ross and just sort of getting the supporting cast for LeBron. But if we're talking big name, I, could, I mean, Kyrie Irving's definitely a possibility. I mean, especially if the Nets back away. You know, it doesn't seem like Kyrie wants to go to the Celtics, and I don't know if he'll have really much options after the Nets. You know, I mean, he could go to the Knicks, but him and R.J. Barrett, like, it's just going to be another young core, you know? Like, it's going to be, like, a similar situation he had with the Celtics. But if he goes with the Lakers, he'll have a little less pressure off his shoulders. I I mean, there will be more pressure on the team in general because if Kyrie pairs up with LeBron and A.D., I mean... That's instantly, you know, they're easily title favorites over the Warriors at that point. But, yeah, I mean, I could see Kyrie going to Lakers or Kemba, but, uh, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I, I think it's mostly role players that they should focus on. Yeah, I think, and shooters especially. They need,
1: uh, like, that Kyrie shot where they won the uh, the championship. They need, you know, a player who can hit those. Not, right. not a Kyrie player, right, right, but right. a player who can just knock down those threes. When you get LeBron and AD, they, they drive to the paint, you know, kick it out.
0: JJ Reddick? you
1: J. like J. that? Re- yeah. yeah, yeah. Like JJ Redick. Um, I'm trying to think of some other shooters. I mean, Contavious Caldwell Pope. He started working with uh, the guy on Instagram, Lethal Shooter, and is, he went up from twenty five percent to uh, I think thirty six percent. Oh the yeah,
0: the Lethal Shooter guy. Yeah. yeah. So he's been
1: helping Contavious Caldwell Pope and Anthony Davis actually. Yeah.
0: So. What about Clay Thompson? I mean, he was l- linked a little bit with the Lakers, but. I mean, it was kind of a stretch, but even with the injury, I mean, do you think that's more of a possibility for him signing with Lakers? as he a uh, I don't
1: think so. I mean, as his dad said, he wants to be a, uh, a warrior for his entire career. Yeah. Him and Curry, you know, right. the Splash rows. I don't think they'll ever separate. Yeah. Well, uh, well, they're they're dominating. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. And they went together, you know.
0: So yeah. I think I think he stays in uh, uh, Oracle. Yeah. Do you think with the Warriors, you know, if they lose? I mean, I mean, just looking at the summer for the Warriors, it's huge for them. I mean, free agency for KD and Clay. I mean, we touch upon it a lot here, but just sort of wrap up free agency. If they lose those two guys, I mean, where where do you see the Warriors from here? Are they still a title contender without those two guys, or are they, or or if they lose one of them, I mean, what what's I mean, do you have any idea of maybe what you could possibly see from the Warriors, or do you think they just stay the same?
1: Yeah, so for next year, um, I think Quinn Cook could step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, he's proven that yeah. he can shoot. He's almost—he's kind of like—he's basically the backup to Curry. But I think they could play well together. Um, I see them as a six or seven seed next year, mm-hmm. uh, just with the injuries. Uh, Pending Demarcus Cousins, I feel like he'll he'll sign back with them. Uh, I know he said he had some interest in signing with them. So if, as long as they fill a few more. Uh, Get a few veterans in there. I think I think they'll they'll definitely make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll they'll come close to the title.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just imagining the Warriors as a six or seven seed is just like crazy to me. You know, I mean, that's a team that's almost every year we just assume they're going to win the finals and one of the, arguably one of the best teams of all time, if not the best team of all time, is you know winning three out of the five years past five years, but. Uh, sort of moving on from free agency you know we talked about those big names but another big name not really hitting free agency but really regarding the nba draft is zion williamson uh drafted number one overall for the new orleans pelicans so i mean there's a lot of hype around him and you know the pelicans they they get the pieces to surround them i mean we talked about them adding lonzo ball josh hart now him and and now they also have brandon ingram um so, what are your thoughts on Zion Williams' future? You know, do you think he can live up to these expectations of being LeBron or living up to that? And uh, do you see the Pelicans making the playoffs next year? Yeah, I definitely see the Pelicans making the playoffs. Kind of on the
1: cusp, you know. They have a lot of young guys, especially Zion and the uh, the other players they drafted. Uh, I forget the guy's name from Texas. Um, the big man but yeah, uh, I feel like it'll take him a few years I don't don't think Zion will have the same impact that LeBron did his first first year in the league Zion is a great athlete but I think he needs to learn where he fits in the NBA needs to work on his shot Yeah uh, that's
0: definitely the biggest question his free
1: throws as you saw in the the Duke um, in the Duke tournament and you know just how they work together, uh, Lonzo figuring out where what his role is. If he's going to be a dominant passer, if he can work on his game a little bit more. Um, so I think, yeah, I think they make the uh, the playoffs next year. You know, maybe six or seven, eight seed, and if not, they just miss like a king. They'd be like similar to the Kings where they just miss out. But I definitely see them having a having a good year next year in the West.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Pelicans are sort of taking like the Celtics. Uh, strategy, you know, really just over the past couple of years, you know, loading up on the draft picks. And then uh, now they got Zion Williamson who many thought he was going to land with the New York Knicks, but instead uh, the Knicks get the third overall pick and they get RJ Barrett, uh, Zion Williamson's teammate over at Duke. um, Also a highly um, ranked player or some high expectations as he heads into the NBA. So what do you think? what do you think about RJ Barrett? I mean, does, do you think he'll have a better career than Zion or is there anything that you like? It's, it's tough
1: to say right now. Um, I feel like he's going to have a better, uh, rookie year as there's less stars in the team. He'll be more of a, he'll be more of a, have an impact early on in the, uh, the season as they call him the, uh, the Maple Mamba. Mm. So he has that nickname for a reason. Um, He's a very smart, intelligent player. He has a better shot than Zion, but I think overall Zion will have a better career. Mm. But RJ Barrett is still definitely a great player, and I think he, he does fit well in the Knicks with uh, Dennis Smith. You know, we have an athletic young core. I think in you know five years they could be a, a title contender.
0: Yeah, I could. I agree. I think RJ Barrett could be the better scorer over you know over the between the two, um, but. I, I just think Zion Williamson is just like a freak of an athlete. Um, there was a report from his high school coach, and his coach said he witnessed Zion do two things I've never seen any other athlete do. He said uh, he saw Zion Williamson throw a football over 70 yards in the air, wow. and then he said he saw him uh, hit a baseball over 400 feet at one at bat. That's crazy. So. Um, and that was his junior year. That wasn't even it was his senior year. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's just crazy to think that, like, everything kind of sort of changed for the Knicks this off season. You know, they're still certainly in rebuild mode. As You know, they hope to get KD, but it's looking more unlikely. But, I mean, at one point we were talking about them drafting Zion and then pairing Zion up with Kyrie and KD, like all three of those at New York. But... I don't know, we'll see we'll see what happens there. But uh, any other key things that stuck out to you in the draft? I mean, any any team that you think won? Uh one
1: thing that surprised me was Bowl, Bowl how late he was yeah. drafted. I think forty four he went to the Heat and then got traded to the Nuggets. Yeah. The Nuggets I think are another team in the East or, I mean another team in the West that are gonna be really good next year. You know, they got players like Michael Porter Jr. coming off injury, fresh he's gonna have his rookie year. And then, you know, Bol, Bol hopefully he gets healthier, gets bigger. He can have an impact. But they already got guys like Jokic. Yeah. They got Gary Harris. You know, Jamal Murray is going to be uh, a rising star. So I see them as, you know, top five seeds again. Um, but I think they had a very good draft again. Last year they stole Michael Porter because he was hurt. Right. And then this year I think they were able to get another steal with, with Bol Bol.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and what's interesting about that is, you know, the Nuggets have two, like, Two of the top prospects, really like regarded in the league now, or throughout, or maybe in college and high school basketball, and then unfortunately got injured right before the draft. But what's crazy is they were the two seed, right last last yeah. year in the Western Conference, that, yeah, which you know. was like a big surprise. So they have the young assets and they have the experienced players right now to really make make the difference. Maybe maybe they uh, get the one seed this year as. You know the Warriors seem to struggle with injury issues, but yeah, Bobo was definitely a surprise. I mean, do you think if he if he ever starts, or do you do you see him playing the four and then Jokic at the five? Like, how do you how do you play that out? Like, Bobo has the height to be the five, but I mean, we've seen him shoot threes like his dad, Manute um, the Hall of Famer, so it should be should be interesting. Any take on that, or
1: yeah? So I kind of you know I see him. I see uh, Jokic play with Mason Plumley. They don't play together a ton, but when they do play together, I mean nah. they play together fine. So I think five four four five. Whoever plays what position, I think I think they could play together uh, to some extent. You know, Jokic kind of runs the offense through him, and him and Jamal Murray. You know, big pick and roll, big. Uh, post post center, um, but I think they could play well together, and I don't see as a huge problem with them clashing. Yeah, I know it'll definitely take a few years for Bobol to get uh, NBA body, NBA ready. Yeah, his shot down. So I don't think that would be an issue for the next coming years, but maybe in the future. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Well, as a Celtic fan, I wanted Danny Ainge to draft Bobol. You know, especially yeah. if you know now reports of Al Horford another big name on the free agent market possibly. Baines is gone. yeah Baines is gone now um, I don't know we'll see what Ainge decides to do if he re-signs Horford I mean I don't know about you but I'd be fine giving Horford like north of 30 mil a year just cause there's such a hole there like and just last year the whole offense was so like fluent under Horford and he's been so consistent and so I just assumed they'd draft whole cause there's a hole at the five if Horford leaves but I don't know yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know
1: if I'd give him North 30. I mean, he turned down a 30 million uh, max contract that he had from two years ago. I thought the report was that he was going to, you know, take a pay cut, maybe make 40 million over the next three years or yeah. 50 million over the next three years. So I think there's still a chance that he, he decides he wants to stay with the Celtics, you know, on a three, four-year right. deal, make maybe 20 million a year, um, and then actually have a home in Boston, you know. Yeah, but. Um, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna to be tough with the Celtics do with, with their uh, with the four and five position because right now Williams is Rob Williams is like the only big on the team. hitting yeah. mean, Him Yabusele, but Yabusele is never. I don't think he'll ever be a starter in in the league. Yeah. Um, but back to the Celtics. Uh, how would you grade their draft overall? Do you think they had a good draft, bad draft? I just want to hear your thoughts on that.
0: So, I thought they were going into the draft a little forward heavy yeah and I thought for sure like they could have gone for you know, a big man or a guard heading in the draft, especially if Kyrie's leaving. And you know, Romeo Langford, I, I mean, Grant Williams, like those two guys are really good, but I just felt like it wasn't what we needed at this point, um especially with Tatum. Like I think Tatum is just like we're set at the forward position with him. I think in three years, given, he'll probably be the best scorer in the East, Eastern Conference and maybe in the league. You know, I think his ceiling is really high um, for when it comes to scoring. Um, And we've yet to see Tatum, you know, take over for the Celtics. You know, he's been sort of, you know, overshadowed by Kyrie. But, so I I just felt like the forward was the least of my worries. But, um, and it's funny because over the past few years, Ainge went more guard heavy in the draft, and I didn't feel like we needed guards at the time. You know, that was um, at the time when we had Isaiah and then Smart and then Rozier, Rozier and then Brown was more of a two, but now we've seen Brown play, you know, two and two and the three. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably give the Celtics a, I don't know, like B. Yeah. Like nothing. Like it wasn't like great. Like I'm not like, that, wow, that was the best draft night. For the Celtics, um, I mean, they did end up signing a big man, Taco Fall. You know, after the draft, you know, the guy from UCF, you know, seven, the big seven, man, seven seven, like foot massive. Right like, uh, we saw him do a good job cover Zion Williamson in the NCAA tournament. I mean, that game could have gone either way. Um, so there's some potential there, but. Yeah, I mean, like, I I wasn't looking at the Celtics draft and I was like, man, like, Ainge just made a steal, you know? Or, yeah. um, But every year going into draft, like, we always expect Ainge to just make a deal and he doesn't really. Yeah, Ainge is a big
1: talent before needs type of guy. He kind of picks the guy who has the most talent uh, that's left in the board. That's that's why I think he took Romeo. I mean, Romeo could be a good, you know, point guard for the future, but depending on what we do with Rogier... And then drafting, and I I, my favorite pick of the draft was Carson Edwards. I watched him mm. kill, uh, almost take a, uh, a huge win against uh, Virginia in the tournament. Right. he had 39 points or so. I mean, he's, a, he's a good scoring machine. But yeah. I just I don't know what Celtics are gonna what they're gonna do with all the guards. I think they drafted three guards, and we already got Smart, Brown, Rogier. you know who knows about Rogier? Who knows about Kyrie? Yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be tough to see these like have all these players develop and become. Uh, NBA prospects and I just want to you know I think Ainge could you know maybe make a trade with some of these guys right. if we're kind of you know lacking a, a big so it's, it'll be interesting to see what he does with uh, all his assets I,
0: I think this year in particular was a little bit more trickier for Ainge yeah. just because going into the draft like the Celtics sort of know what they need Right, and this year is such a big off season, really revolving around Kyrie, mm-hmm. and now Horford may leave. Mm-hmm. Like it, they're, both those guys are sort of one foot in, one foot out, and you know, especially with Kyrie not communicating to Inch, like you know, it, it's hard for Inch to make a move. Um And even before the draft, like just a couple of weeks ago, the Celtics were talking about trading for AD. Yeah, and AD now went to the Lakers, like. This off season could be totally different right now if the Celtics were able to trade all those draft picks for this year for Anthony Davis. But I mean, I don't know, we'll 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 see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, this, I think I think
1: the Celtics could have had a chance at like the Kawhi play. You know, sign for sign him for one year. Right. You don't really expect him to come back unless you win, and then something magical happens. You know, Kyrie and uh, AD become the just they elevate their game and they become just the best in the East. So. That, they kind of missed it on that opportunity, um, which I was a little bit disappointed in, but I wasn't really expecting yeah. a huge trade. I mean, there's always a ton of anticipation going into either the, the deadline or the draft. That the Celtics are going to, oh, we have all these assets, we're going to make a make a big move, and then, you know, yeah, they never, never do. Out. But uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Celtics draft this year. I kind of wanted to see maybe trade trade your pick for something higher, like a higher pick and just focus on one guy rather than drafting, you know, five or six.
0: But we'll see as the summer league goes on. Maybe a star will, yeah. you know. You never know in the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Kawhi, qu- you know, just qu- quickly touching upon it. You know, last year the Celtics offered Kyrie Irving to the Spurs. Or, no, the Spurs wanted Kyrie Irving in exchange for Kwai Leonard after Kawhi uh, requested a trade from uh, San Antonio. And looking at it right now as a Celtics fan, I totally would have done that, like, just to go back, like...
1: Yeah, but, but yeah, in the moment... We had right. no one could have ever you know expected that. Yeah, I mean Kyrie, top top two point guard in the league. Yeah, and yeah Kyrie, right. it's it's Usually. really hard. But you just you never because like the uh, the the arguments and the I don't know his separation from the team. It isn't really like a normal thing. This mm. kind of came out of nowhere. Um, right, right, right. It's right. Ha- only
0: happened recently in the past. I mean, he had the same issue with the Calves, but. I yeah, the like Kyrie was so unexpected, and like no one would have guessed like he would have had this many issues with like team chemistry or mm-hmm. if if that is true, but um, and then if one more thing with the celtics, um, you no, know, we talked about the draft needs, and now Horford may be leaving, and you know, they might need a big man. i mean where if Horford does leave or you know, where do you think the Celtics should go, like in free agency? Or do you think they just sort of mold Robert Williams into, into the mix, into the starting lineup? Or, like, where do you think they should go if Horford is on, the, on his way out, which, which uh, has, seems to be a possibility?
1: Yeah, I think we definitely uh, – I don't think Robert Williams should be starting at the beginning of the season. He's only played uh, a handful of minutes in his first season. He has proven he's a great shot blocker, but I think he really needs to work on his offensive game. So, I think signing maybe an older veteran, maybe someone like Dwight Howard, who can kind of Mm. teach him, you know, the ways of working on his game. Or, I know a lot of people don't like this, but I think uh, Kevin Love would be, if he joined the Celtics somehow, you know, we traded, I don't know, maybe Rogier or something, some picks. Right. You know, get someone who has a little more experience who can kind of help uh, mold Williams into, you know, that starting five, that big, that shot blocker. So, I think we definitely need to uh, sign someone, free agency. Sign a big who can maybe a little older veteran would be fine, who uh, can you know. What
0: about uh, Vucevic? I know you liked him. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know if the the if Magic will if the Magic will give him up. There they really love him down there, but he's proven to be you know he can shoot threes. He's a really tough guy in the uh, on the boards. So I think that's someone that the Celtics would need. And I know for the past couple of years there's been rumors about us trading for him. We never have, but I yeah. think if we were able to get him. I think that would be really help the Celtics. I think he could be a great – he could be a starter uh, all year into the playoffs and make a run with him.
0: Yeah, and last year too, like, the Celtics were also in the mix to trade for Andre Drummond. I mean, is that even a possibility? Are you sort of moving on from Drummond? Because a lot of Celtics fans were really high on trading for a guy like Andre, who's one of the best rim protectors in the league.
1: Yeah, um – I wouldn't mind Drummond at the right price. You know, he's not worth giving up a Tatum for or even, you know, a Brown. Eh, I I don't think I give up Brown for him. He uh no playoff experience, but he is a really good uh you know, defensive player. He gets, you know, what, twenty four boards a game. Right, or right, something. Right. Not not twenty four, but he gets a lot. Uh, but the yeah, Celtics he gets definitely they, they need, you know, rebounds. Last year they were not very good at rebounding, and that's part of the reason why they didn't play well. Um, but I wouldn't mind Drummond if we could get him, you know, for a good price. I think he'd, he'd fit well in the Celtics.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, as long as the Celtics get that big man that they need, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, but uh, thanks again, Liam, for joining us uh, today. Just as we wrap up, I'm just going to quickly go over this week's uh, – some of our posts this week. Um, you know, we talked about where does two-time champ Kawhi Leonard rank all-time after um, winning his second second title and then his first with the Raptors uh, this past week. And then uh, Mike McCarthy commented, winning twice with two different teams definitely cements him as a top 15 player all-time. But he has plenty of time left in his career to move up the rankings. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Mike, there. Um i think this postseason we've really seen like why leonard shown like he is in the discussion to be not we he's obviously an elite player right now but he could definitely be a top 15 player soon i don't think he's reached it just yet I, i agree with you but um he's definitely in the discussion and then um al horford a lot of you guys this one was interesting uh Vargas, you said, I don't think so uh, regarding uh, if the Celtics should bring back Al Horford next year. Um, And then Nick Beal said max deal. Uh, He wants Horford on a max. And then uh, Tyler Baraldi said uh, he he seems to think that it's a bit like that should be their most important thing going into next year. More important than Kyrie, it looks like. Um I mean we he's worried about the cap space but um and then Tyler Baraldi also brings up uh Clint Capella who's been another option Liam for the Celtics to bring in at the 5 uh from the Houston Rockets and then um Paul Pogba from Manchester United uh some of you guys thought that um so he he requested to be transferred from uh the team uh this past week um so I mean, it seems like you guys think that Pogba should remain with Man U um, instead of getting transferred. There's been some ties with him and Real Madrid. So I put up a poll. Thirty three percent of you guys said uh, they sh- that Man U should transfer Pogba, and then the rest of the sixty seven percent of you said he should uh, that Man U should just go all in and pay him whatever he wants and just get a new deal for him as he's one of the best players. Uh, in soccer right now. And then another big trade this week Utah Jazz. Um, trade for Mike Conley. Um, I was talking with Liam about this, but I think the Jazz could potentially squeak in as the top three backcourt no in way. the NBA with Mike Conley and no Donovan way. Mitchell. Just saying. For next year. I think they're top more. 10. I got. The Blazers, the Thunder, and then the big discussion... Is, okay, so this is assuming Clay Thompson is out next year with the injury. So the Warriors are out of the mix if that happens. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the Jazz can squeak in at three with the Rockets because we haven't seen the Rockets be as efficient despite the star power. But, I don't know. We'll see. That one can go either way. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Mike McCarthy, he thinks the Jazz are still pretty far back in the Western Conference um, after the after they make the trade. He says the Lakers are ahead of them, the Clippers, if they get quiet, He'd still put the Warriors, Blazers, and Rockets um, all ahead of the Jazz. So he has them pretty far back. Um, and then Nick Beal said he, he seems to really like Grayson Allen Uh one of the players that the Jazz gave up. Hard to rationalize giving up Grayson Allen for anyone that isn't a top three player in the league. So great deal for Memphis. So uh, thanks for, for thanks you guys for uh, commenting on that. And then the last one is CC Sabathia. Got his 250th career win Yankee player. Um, but yeah, you guys thought that I said, the big cue was where does he rank all time? And since none of us are Yankees fans, then that one wasn't... More of the popular vote, but um, I, I'd put him outside the top 15. But uh, thanks for tuning in. My boy Liam, yeah, Thanks stop for, by. Thanks so much for having He's Kevin. chilling. Great time. He's, got, he's an analyst now for uh, for wow. us. So. Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Let's Sports. Go. So thanks for tuning in. Podcast number three, thanks for tuning in and uh, have a good day. NBA Free Agency uh, and NBA Draft Talk today. Uh, make sure to sign up on our site to, so you can uh, – Post your thoughts on sports, and we'll shout you out. And then check out our Instagram page, um, of course, at Wild Chat Sports. So have a good one. peace out. Yeah. From the sweet life of Zach and Cody, and the sweet life on Drake Bell here. It's your girl Camille Kostek. McGavin in the house. Shoot nice again. Okay. Dwight Howard from the Los Angeles Lakers. Citizen CeeLo Green. Follow at Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports.
1: Wild Chat Sports. If you... Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Peace. Wild Chat Sports, man. Check it out. Love.